for our sponsor, Dog Overboard Adamstown, the fun and healthy place for dogs. Pet Chat on your pet-friendly radio station, 2NURFM 103.7. We're back. It's always lovely to be back. But Cheryl, we're a little bit short today. Cheryl Shaw and Sarah here. But that's it. Tell us. It is. Where's all of our vets? They're away at a conference and Dr. Tabard has just been awarded the Practitioner of the Year. Dr. David Tabard. Yes. Practitioner of the Year. That's it. Oh, see, we, we knew he knew his stuff, didn't we? Absolutely. So we're going to miss him today. We're going to miss him, but don't worry, we have it covered. That is absolutely for sure. And of course, we're still taking your calls because Cheryl, you do hydrotherapy, grooming, puppy school, so you can answer lots of those questions. Yes. We'll just Stay away from the medical stuff because, right. you know, you might suggest something that... <laughs> oh, I'm not going to step out of my comfort zone. I'll leave that uh, for the vets. Got me concerned. You've, we're, we're about to speak to Shelley Kelly. That's great right. name, by the way. But we're talking about dachshunds. Are we talking about the, the ducks that quack or is it a new type of Dyson or what? Okay. It's dash hounds for other people who don't say it correctly. So I've been saying this wrong. Obviously, German name. That is. I've been saying this wrong... The whole time. It's not Dash Hound. Yep. It's Duxon. Duxon. Okay. We're going to chat with Shelley Kelly, the secretary of the Newcastle Duxon Club. That's it. We always love hearing from you. Now, Cheryl Shaw, one of my favourite things by far about this show is that I learn something every single week. And you've taught me something else today. Oh, that's today. so good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, I, I know it's not hard to teach me something new. But we're talking about Duxons. That's right. Dash hounds. Dash hounds. Mm. And to give us a bit more information, we're going to introduce Secretary of the Newcastle Dash Hounds Club. Hello, Shelley Kelly. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us, Shelley. Um, you're certainly the right person to ask about this, being the Secretary for the Duxon Club for over 10 years. You've also grown up with dogs. Uh, I believe there's three generations of dog breeding and showing in your family. So you're the right person to, to ask. Can you let me know a little bit about why Daxhounds are so popular? Well, my opinion is I think that they're an unusual-looking dog and the fact that there are six varieties to pick from, um, that is two sizes and three coat types, um, that will suit a wide variety of people and families. So what, um, what are the sizes that they come in, just for people who might be looking at buying a new dog and might not be very aware of what's available? There is a standard, which goes from 9 to 12 kilos, and a miniature, which can weigh up to 5 kilos. There's also the three coat types, which are wire-haired, smooth-haired, and long-haired. Okay, so some of those dogs would take a little bit of maintenance as well. So if you're looking at the, um, the smooth hair, there would be less maintenance than, than say, the, um, the dogs with the long coat and the wire coat. So would that yes. be a recommendation if someone wanted a low-maintenance dog to go with the smooth coat? Yes, but the long hairs and the wires are not a lot of maintenance, not like um, your other long-haired um, dogs breeds. Right, okay. And with their temperament, what are they like? Um, well, they have a different temperament um, in regards to each variety. The long hairs are more laid back and quieter. Uh, the wire hairs are more stubborn and um, bossy. Uh, smooth hairs are hard to train, um, very protective. Ah. So they are very different, aren't they, oh, depending yeah. on which, which type? Do you object to be, them being called the sausage doll? No, I don't think so, no. Because <laughs> that's how I've always known them growing up, the sausage dolls. Yeah, and also yeah they it's get a well-known term. 
Yeah, they get called like little things like little Werner dogs and hot yeah. dogs. And, you know, it yeah. just goes on and on. The, the slang that we call them, slinkies, everything. They there. are very cute. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are cute. What, Shelley, what families are they best suited for? Oh, wide variety. I, I think that's suited to families, single people, older couples, um, depending on the variety that you choose. Okay, and what about with children? Uh, yes, as long as they're brought up around children, I don't think there's a problem. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So obviously slightly different temperaments, but do they need um, a heck of a lot of exercise, these dogs, or are they a, a snuggly sort of dog? I've actually never owned one, so, you know, not sure what what they would require. Yeah, we recommend that you keep them fit um, from about 9 to 12 months of age. If they can go for a daily walk and, and be kept fit, we, we recommend that. How long, though? So we're obviously not talking the same as if we had a, a big dog that we're having to, like a Kelpie or something, that we're having to exercise no. all the time. No, probably about a 30-minute walk. I could, I could probably do that. Yeah, yeah we could, ma- we yeah, could we manage could, that one. Cheryl, we got that one yeah, we got that one sorted. <laughs> and what about with health issues, Shelley? What, what sort of things happen with them? Um, the, the first health issues that spring to mind are PRA, which is a progressive retinal atrophy, is to do with early blindness. Mm-hmm. And there's also Lathoras, which is a type of epilepsy, and um, IVDD, which is a back disease. Now, there are all tests for all of these, and most um, reputable breeders are breed with dogs that are clear or carriers of these, and, and there shouldn't be any issue. Now, that's really good advice because often, you know, people do go looking for a pet, and if they don't do their research properly, they can certainly yes. end up with a very expensive problem because we all fall in love with whatever dog we get. And, you know, you yes. want to make sure when someone is selecting a dog that they're going to a reputable breeder and all of these things have been ticked off. With yes. their life expectancy, how, how long do they usually live? Oh, we find from 12 to 17 years. Oh, wow, that's quite a lot. That is good, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, I I notice a lot on Facebook, you know, I'm often trolling through Facebook, but dash hounds are really, really popular. They dress them up, they do all sorts of fun things with them. And why do you think it is at the moment that they are so popular? I just think it's they're an odd-looking dog, like different to other breeds. Yeah, those little uh, short yeah. legs. Yeah, the short legs yeah. and the elongated bodies. Long bodies. Yeah. <laughs> no. How many dachshunds have you owned, Shelley? Um, oh, a lot. I couldn't, wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to answer that. At the moment, we currently own thirteen. Thirteen. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. So, how did you? Did you just have a love of them, and that's how you got into running um, the Newcastle Dachshund Club? Uh, my mum and dad started our breeding kennel and showing over 50 years ago and I was born into it and just gone on from there. Beautiful. But your whole family's yeah. involved in dogs in some way, or your children, your brothers, yes. your, your father, yep. everybody. It's just a really lovely dog story. Yeah, yep, that's, that's right. Well, Shelley, thank you for today and sharing your extensive knowledge. I'm sure that if somebody's looking to um, buy a dog, you've given some really good advice today and they've just got to now make decisions whether they buy a mini or a standard and what coat style they go with. So many options. Yes. Yeah. So there's, thank- there's also, can I mention that we have a, um, our dog show on the 16th of September at Hillsborough Dog Ground for anyone that's interested in Daxons to come along and meet some breeders. Oh, that's Beautiful. fabulous. Yes, that is really good because it's nice to see what they all look like and to be able to 
to talk to a breeder about what you want. Absolutely. And for anyone that's just tuned in, we're, we're talking about the Dash Hound, that's which is right. actually meant to be called the Dachshund. Thank you very much, Shelley. We are taking your calls, 49216216. And we do have a call that's come through for you, Cheryl. Rodney from Ellenmore Vale. You've got a new puppy, but you need some guidance. Uh-oh, here we go. How can I help you, Rodney? Yeah, how you going? Um, I just lost a little chihuahua about two weeks ago. Oh, so he was sorry. deaf. He snuck out underneath my feet and went straight down the road. Oh, sorry That's, to hear that. Yeah, devastation. You know how close you get. Yes. Um, and um, we've just went and brought a, um, a miniature chihuahua. Oh, okay. Long haired one. Lovely. But the problem I have is I have I have a Maltese cross jitsu. He's five year old. And, um, and we've had the new pup now for probably three weeks. And he doesn't want anything to do with it. Now, do you think I've introduced this dog too early after losing his, him losing his sister? Uh, I don't really think that you can introduce a dog too early. I mean, we all have our grieving to go through, whether it be people or dogs. But That's right. So, you know, you have a, a void in your life and you've got a new puppy, which is really good. It may just take some time for your new little puppy to come around. Um, the, the older the dog... The fine. Yep. I the mean, for, one, yeah, sorry, yes. Very standoffish. Yeah, so for the older dog, it may take a little bit of time. But like anything, just introduce them very carefully. Make sure you monitor what you're doing with your dogs. And, um, yep. you, and because you... Usually the little chihuahuas are very tiny when they're sort of, you know, young puppies. So yeah, just make too. yeah. So yeah. just make sure that you're looking out for him, um, and they will come around. They'll end up being good friends. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, sure. yeah. Good yeah. on you, Rodney. And I hope he does help. You know, make that pain a little easier. He sounds like he's a cutie if he's a miniature. Yeah, beautiful. Miniature beautiful. And the long hairs are just gorgeous. So good on you. Thank you very much. And Cheryl. You have brought in some uh, vouchers today for everyone that gives us a call. Tell I me. have, yes. Some You're vouchers. a good girl. Yeah, some little vouchers for people to do a DIY dog bathe and dry. Oh, at Dog Overboard. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. So everyone that gives us a call will get one of these fantastic Lovely. vouchers. Looking forward to it. Now, Cheryl, we don't have a vet today because they're all at a big veterinary conference yes. up in Queensland. That's right, in Brisbane. However, you do have your own set of expertise. Of course, we're not going to answer any medical questions today. But look, we're talking uh, grooming, hydrotherapy, puppy preschool, massage. You can answer any of those sorts of Absolutely. questions. Absolutely. 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 And we would love to hear from you. And today you've got some uh, vouchers as well for everyone that gives us a call. Yep. Do tell. Yep. It's um, DIY bathing and drying at Dog Overboard. It's a good time of year to do it as well because, um, you know, if you want to do it on your own, it's a little bit cold, a little bit hard. It's always nice to, to take them to the professionals Absolutely. and get them smelling really good this time of the year. All right. Having a quick look at our pet of the week. Now, I would like to introduce you to Tiger Lily. She's a 10-month-old female German Shepherd mix. Mm. Wow. She's probably going to be a big girl. You can see her yep. on our website, 2NURFM.com. Now, she's she's a puppy and she's big and she's got energy to burn. So she loves playing, you know, tug-of-war, chasing the ball and anything to do with food. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's been in foster care with four small dogs, but she probably would prefer bigger dogs who would like to play purely because of her size. Um, her ideal home would be a family who will exercise her every day and has another dog 
dog to play with. Um, now, being a puppy, she's probably not suited to families with more small children um, because she will just knock them over from being too excited. She'd love a family to call her own. And if you'd like more information, please head to our website, 2NURFM.com, to check out our pet of the week. And taking your calls, 49216216. We've got Jennifer from Cessnock. How can Cheryl help you today, Jennifer? G'day. Uh, I'm looking for a, a dog. I'm a, a bit of a dog snob, and there's some beautiful puppies around. But one ear, one ear is right, and the other ear is not. You know, in time, will that ear sit up properly? I like a, a dog with pointy up ears. Okay, so Jennifer, what breed of dog is it? Firstly, I'm just asking in general. I've been looking at different pups. Oh, okay. Okay. So when you're looking at a puppy, sometimes their ears are situated a little bit um, not, well, sh shall we say, not normal. Sometimes when they're teething, their smooth muscle is actually relaxed. So the, the ears go up sometimes and down other times. So they one, one day they may be sitting off, you know, a little bit off to one side or it might be a little bit curved over. So they do, when they finish teething, um, take their correct place. So it's oh. usually to do with teething when oh. you're looking at a young puppy. Well, so they will come good. Yes, yes. Ah, oh, well, see, I've discarded, you know, getting dogs. Because, oh, no, that one of its ears isn't right. Yeah, well, usually when, they, when they're teething, when they're young puppies, their ear placement isn't quite set. So that's usually what's happening there. So, yeah, fall in love with the little puppy and don't worry about those ears. I'm sure everything will go fine. Well, okay, uh, one more. Yes. Uh, what if you uh, get a young dog and he doesn't want to play ball? You know, like, throw the ball, catch and fetch and... Okay. Know, like, well, yeah, some well, dogs don't apparently. And that's true, very, very true. Some dogs don't like to play fetch. Some really just want to lounge around and have their tummies rubbed. Other dogs really are into it. But one way to encourage them is by rolling the ball and when they touch it, give them a treat. And eventually, if you can throw the ball a little bit, the dog brings the ball back to you and you give them another treat. Uh, it is a it's a learned behaviour. That's right, yes. Yeah. And often dogs will copy dogs in other parks. If they see a dog playing with a ball, they'll often copy behaviour. So that's another way to introduce your dog to the ball. Oh, very good. Nice. There you, you go. Two excellent answers. Thank you very much for the call, Jennifer, and you can go find your pup and not worry so much about the ears, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Uh, there you go, Cheryl. That was some, um, some good knowledge there. Once again, some stuff I didn't realise. What I've found when I was looking for, uh, I've got a Maltese, but I guess the cross Maltese Shih Tzu, you know, how a lot of those get the, is it the overbite or the yes, underbite? Yes, that's all to do with breeding. So that's an, a genetic thing. That That, that yeah. is right. And so does, can that impact on the dog? I'm sure it can with eating. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes it just depends on how far that overbite is. So you do need to take those things into consideration when you're feeding your puppy. Ah, very interesting. Yeah. We are taking your calls, 49216216. Hello, have you called for Pet Chat? Yes, I yes. Are you very noisy there? Uh, no, I know, I just said I can make a less noisier. That would be wonderful. What's your question for Cheryl? Um, my question is, um, I have, a, I have a, uh, a, a puppy, he's five months old, and for some unknown reason, he just wants to scratch all over? Uh, mainly in one place. Um, seems to be around his mid rib sort of thing. Okay. Um, what breed of what breed of dog is it? 
It's a Boston Terrier. A Boston Terrier, okay. Look, some some dogs do scratch because of their diet, so it can sometimes be diet-related. Um, obviously, okay. it can also be parasites, so, you know, if you've got some fleas or things happening like that, it can be also a problem. Are you treating him for fleas? Yeah, yeah, we treat him for fleas. Um, we've done all that. Um, we wash him sort of once, once a week. We use uh, a medicated um, shampoo. I think it's like an oatmeal shampoo we've been told to use. Right. So, so did, we do that. Did you go to the vet to get some advice on why he's scratching? No, it's, it's, um, no we haven't. It, we will. Uh, it's mainly when he wakes up, once he's been asleep, he'll wake up and um, he'll just sit there and scratch and scratch. He hasn't scratched his, uh, through, his, through his fur yet. Uh, and uh got any cuts or any abrasions at this stage. But yeah. it's a bit odd. I just want to know if I do want to use a, a, a conditioner, maybe, do you think? No, I, I would probably get him checked just to make sure that there's nothing going on. He's only a young puppy. Um, yeah. I would definitely get him checked to make sure that there's nothing going on on the skin so the vet could probably do a scraping and just make sure that everything's quite healthy there. Um, and then they would be able to advise you on whether you did need to change that shampoo. But certainly, um, by the sound of it, you're, you're doing the right thing by bathing him. But I'd just get checked to make sure that there's nothing going on there on his skin and get the vet to check that for you. Because he oh, is he is very young and he really shouldn't be scratching at this stage. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. You know, everything else is fine. He eats fine, everything else. So it might be it's an allergy with the food, as you said, or something. Yes, yeah. But sometimes there can be some contact allergies as well. But you just want to make sure that, you know, he, he's not got any mites and things like that, which we can't usually yeah, see right. ourselves. But just get yeah, the vet right. to check him out. And I think that that would be um, really good advice. And look, hold on the line because Cheryl has kindly offered up for everyone that calls today one free DIY bath and dry at Dog Overboard. So hold on and we'll get your details. Okay, well, thanks for that. And uh, Rodney and Jennifer, if you'd like to give us a call back as well so we can grab your details, you've got a, a free DIY bath and dry at Dog Overboard as well. We have Kim from Mayfield on the line. Kim, how can Cheryl Shaw help you today? Hi. Hi, Cheryl. Hello. Uh, um, we've just uh, taken uh, possession of our two-year-old male cavoodle dog. Right. Now, he's hasn't had much um, with other dogs. Now, we're taking him down to the local park there, but he's very timid and he won't let other dogs near him and sort of snaps at him and all that. Okay. Do we persevere with him or do we just not start taking him down to the park? He just doesn't like other dogs at, at this stage. Yeah. How long have you had him, Kim? Uh, about six months. And he six hasn't months. had much, you know, with other dogs Exposure at all. Exposure with other dogs. Yeah, yeah okay. that's okay. right. Is he yeah. dissexed? Yes. 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 Okay. Look, not all dogs, if they've... If if we sort of think about it, we always want all dogs to get on with other dogs, but it doesn't always happen. Like you right. said, he hasn't had a lot of exposure with other dogs, so yep. it can be a very, very scary situation yeah, for him yeah. going to the park. He does. He yeah. just gets between your legs and all that. Yeah. yeah. So I would probably say at this stage, I wouldn't be going to the park. That's right. really, really frightening for him. Yep. I'd be going on walks, maybe yep. walks that you can pass other dogs, but yep. not have exposure where he's, you know, going up to them or them coming up to sniff him. Right. But so right. he gets more exposure to dogs that he is not feeling so scared. Yep. Um, unfortunately, you know, it, it can be that he wasn't socialised enough with other young dogs. I believe that is the case, yeah. yes. And sometimes yes. they're taken away from their litter, um, litter mates too early as well, which can sometimes have, you know, problems with them. But I'm sure you love him and you can, you can walk him 
passed other yep, dogs yep. Um, and not put that stress back onto oh, him. Oh, righto then, yep. yep, okay then, yep. Okay, well, we'll do that then. Sounds good. Okay, then. And, Kim, just for calling today, you've got one free DIY bath and dry dog overboard. Thanks oh, to, thank you to very Cheryl much. Yeah. My pleasure. And a big welcome to Heath from Holmesville. You've got a question for Cheryl about your two staffies. Yes. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I think I'm having some behaviour problems with them. Um, so my question is sort of a two-part question, but I'll first describe the situation with the dogs. Yes. Um, they get aggressive towards each other. Um, one, the female, is four and a half, and the other, a male, is about 15 months. Okay. Um, when I first introduced the puppy, uh, male puppy, to her, um, she would, uh, I suppose you'd say bully, because she would play, but she rough played with him. And um, in terms of their like their characters, um, she's quite a placid thing normally and, um, and very docile, while as he is a high energy and an alpha, a leader of the pack. And now that he's of age, um, what I'm finding is that she won't submit to being like the second ranked dog, if you know what I mean. And, um, and so I'm seeing that their conflict usually comes from um, him saying, well, I'm the boss and her not having a bar of it. <laughs> um, neither okay. of them are actually desexed yet. However, now that my male is of age, I want to desex the female. And I'm wondering, is that actually going to maybe make her settled and submit in those situations? Probably not, but I would be suggesting that you have both your dogs desexed and that could probably help things a lot. One of yeah. the problems that you've got, you're, you, a lot of times we get this, often people think that the male dog should be the leader, but quite often it's actually the female who does the leading and she's the older dog, is that correct, Heath? Yes, yep. she is, yep. Yep. Okay, so she was there first and she's letting him know that she's not going to take her position away. He's not going to take her position away. So she will be that dominant dog. Um, certainly if you have them both dissex, that will um, settle them both down a lot because there's a lot of hormones racing in both of them at their age. So I would be certainly strongly recommending that they're dissexed and that will um, yeah, true. Yeah, stop any behaviour that could escalate um, because, as yeah. you said, he's about, what, 15 months now? 15 um, months, yeah. yeah. I would... I would definitely um, be getting in touch He's with your vet. bursting with hormones, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, I would be chatting with your vet, um, booking them in to get them desexed, and that should probably help you a little bit. But don't think that that boy is going to be the leader for a long time. I was going to say, I think she's going to, you know, it's just like my marriage. Sean is the boss when I let him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But often, you know, people do have that um, perception that the male should be the leader, and it's not always that way. So, yeah, I think it's time for some neutering to happen and uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes yeah fingers crossed oh and he look thank Thanks you so much input. thank you no for worries. calling look you've got uh, a free diy bath and dry dog overboard thanks to, to cheryl oh, thank shaw you. so yeah you can take your your poo job both of them and get them done much appreciated no thank worries you for that. that's okay good luck with everything Cheryl, we've had some pretty interesting um, calls today, we have. haven't we? Thank we you have. for everyone who has called. Look, we're running out of time, but I just I have to quickly ask you one question about Gizmo. Certainly. He features again. Look, he's getting older, as we know. He's yes. 12 now. And um, at night in bed, he's no longer sleeping at the end of the bed, but he, he wants that contact. He wants to touch. Mm -hmm. And when I say Gizzy move, I don't have a chance in, in, in hell of making him move. What, what's going on with that? Is that just being old and going, I don't care? Or? Well,
Well, a couple of things could be happening. Gizzy is certainly getting on in age, so there can be a little bit of dementia happening. Okay. Um, but also he's probably in a really deep sleep and he's not going to move. He's happy to snuggle up to you and obviously you're happy to have it happen. But I wouldn't be moving him. Oh, look, my husband just picks him up and moves him, but I, I don't have the heart. Look, half the time I've got a leg sticking out because it won't fit in the bed, but I think, <laughs> oh, I can't move Gizzy. Yeah, he's a cutie. He is a cutie. He's earning his time. Well, there you go. Look, thank you so very much my for pleasure. coming in today, Cheryl. Thank you, everyone who called in. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.